0: This is Live on Purpose Radio, episode 500. Save and enrich your seven key relationships with Vicki Jenkins. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. This is an historic episode. And the reason for that is I have brought on a guest that I have been waiting to feature on this show <laughs> for as many years as we've been doing it. The lovely Victoria Jenkins.
1: Nice to be here.
0: Vicki, thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks. I, you guys have heard about Vicky because I've mentioned her on other episodes, but we're doing something special today. We have A lot of our friends and followers of the show who are actually listening in live as we record this episode of Live On Purpose Radio, because it is episode
1: number 500. 500. Can you believe that? That is a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: We launched this podcast (laughs) clear back in 2007, uh, which is before podcasting was even a thing. Yeah. And we've had a lot of people as guests on our show and uh, a lot of ideas that we've covered. Let me give the context for why we're talking about what we are today. Besides this being a special episode of Live On Purpose Radio, I was in a team meeting. It was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And one of our team members, Ryan, asked me straight up, he said, Dr. Paul, this, you know, it's live on purpose, right? We've got live on purpose radio, live on purpose TV on YouTube. We've got live on purpose central where all of our membership is. Dr. Paul, what is your purpose?
1: <laughs> I remember.
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, really? You, you don't know. And it didn't take, it, it didn't take any thought for me to respond. In fact, it's funny that our kids, you remember back in school, they'd ask, what did your dad do? <laughs> And they would respond, well, he, do you remember?
1: Yeah, Lindy would always say, he saves and enriches key relationships.
0: <clears throat> so my family knew, but my team didn't know. And I told I told Ryan and the rest of the team on that call, I said, everything that we do, everything that we do is to save and enrich your seven key relationships. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, I I don't think I've ever heard that from you. And I continued, we do that through the application of proven principles that are guaranteed to save and enrich your seven key relationships. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what are the seven key relationships? <laughs> Which you might be wondering too. So that's what
1: thats what we're here for. That's
0: what we're here for today. And these are in order. Okay, I want to emphasize this because as a professional psychologist now in practice 30 plus years, I have seen people adjust the order of these relationships unsuccessfully. The people who experience the most joy and fulfillment and satisfaction in their key relationships keep them in this order. And this is just my opinion. But I've earned it through thirty years of clinical right. practice, and Vicki, you have helped me to learn these because you kind of show up in my key relationships list.
1: Yes, but it <laughs> might spice people that I don't show up until number three. That is true <laughs> and so let's
0: see what what these are in order, let's start with number one. your first key relationship is the one that you have with your creator. Now, I'm not here. And we're not here as your spiritual guides or your ecclesiastical support. We're just acknowledging how important it is for people to come to terms with their source, where they're from. And different people have different understandings of who or what their creator is, what's at that level of their relationships. Um, It's really foundational to the other relationships. And I've found that when this one, is solid for people, it's a lot easier for them to manage all of the other key relationships, the other six that we'll be talking about here today. Any thoughts about that, Vicki, that you want to share?
1: No, I just think it's really important to get, get kind of um, in touch with whoever your creator is or whatever your creator is, because it kind of opens up your mind to worth and humility and right. value of yourself as well as other people in this in this journey of life across the whole globe.
0: Vicki is a powerful creator. And you like knitting. I do. In fact, it's a little bit intense, it's a little bit extreme. Knitters wouldn't think that. <laughs> but, but people from the, she has a t-shirt, for example. Tell them about your t-shirt.
1: A t-shirt says, I can't remember how something like what people who knit do and it's like my
0: favorite pastime yeah
1: just like think about knitting do knitting watch people do knitting read about <laughs>
0: knitting do, yeah
1: i don't think i'm that bad but well this is an example
0: of creation and everything that you create Vicki, as you're knitting has a purpose mm-hmm. and when you were saying that our relationship with our creator sort of leads us into that next thing well what is the purpose then because nothing is created without purpose and if if our relationship with our creator is solid we also start to understand the purpose better of why we're here and that purpose changes everything right just like this conversation i had with my team when what's your purpose dr paul oh that would be helpful to know
1: yeah exactly to build
0: up Take us into relationship number two.
1: So relationship number two is the relationship you have with yourself. And this kind of surprises people sometimes that relationship you have with yourself. But honestly, if you, the, the people who um, are probably the most happy or content in their world Mm
0: -hmm. are the
1: ones who feel good in their own skin. They know they have their back. They know that they,
0: their own back,
1: their own back. Yeah. They have their own back is they recognize that it's not up to anybody else to make them happy, but it's up to themselves to make them happy, themselves happy. And, and, you know, one of my um, mentors in, in this is Jodi Moore. I listen to her all the time because that's where I think she really shines as helping people see that that relationship with yourself is key before you can even go into the relationships with other people.
0: Right. (laughs) It, it, as you can see, we're putting these in a particular order because everything that's higher on the list affects everything that's lower on the list.
1: Right, and I think one of the big things is as you come to have a really good understanding of the relationship with yourself, you see, you see that you have ups and downs. You know, good sides, bad sides. That you're mm. you're really good. Half the time, and you're kind of failing half the time. And as you understand that, I think it helps you show up differently. It also helps you accept other people where they're at, which is so important in relationships. Because as we Mm -hmm. come to relationships with a judgment, we lose a lot of the connection we might have with other people. Right. But that's true for ourselves. If we come at ourselves with judgment, we lose connection also.
0: You know, I think people don't always realize that this actually is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that they actually handle other relationships in fairly admirable ways. You know, right. we go out there and we're compassionate and understanding and yeah. forgiving with every except for one. Yeah. Where we are cold and heartless and unforgiving and critical.
1: Yeah, yeah, there. I think that that's one of the big keys in life is to learn. If you were to speak to other people the way sometimes we speak in our head to Mm. ourselves, Friendships and relationships would would crumble pretty quickly, and so just getting yeah. getting clear about that relationship with yourself is a really important. So that is relationship number two.
0: If I treated you the way that I treat me, would we still be friends? <laughs> That's a good question to ask. It's <laughs> a good one. Let's go to relationship number three, and we we foreshadowed this a little bit because you are number three for me.
1: Right. So and it's your, yeah. I'm number three for you. <laughs> So that's your relationship with your spouse or your life partner.
0: Right. And this is, you can see that taking care of yourself puts you in a position where you can take care of of the marriage better, the relationship with your significant other, with your spouse, your life partner. That is number three. And I used to have have this set up as five key relationships. And, and number three was family, but then there was some subsections beneath family. So let's jump right into number four, too. And let's talk about those okay. together, because mm-hmm. relationship number four is the one that you have.
1: With your children, your family. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, why is it important to talk about those together? I think a lot of times, and I've heard this, actually, especially as I've worked with blended families, mm-hmm. where I've heard this sentiment. I really love my spouse. Do you hear what's coming? But But. (laughs) my kids come first, (sighs) especially if they're like stepchildren to the new spouse, for example. Okay. Now I I can appreciate the sentiment. And yes, your kids are important. They made the list. But really one of our roles as a parent is to put our kids in position where they can fire us. (laughs)
1: Right. We want them to grow up and leave it at some point.
0: Eventually, when they're 35, hopefully they're not eating our groceries (laughs) at that point. So the relationship with spouse is the fundamental family relationship. Now, I know at this point that there are some of you who are listening who are thinking, well, I don't have a spouse, Dr. Paul. Uh, What about that? And that's fine. That's totally fine. If anything is missing from anything in the list of seven, you simply move the next one up. (laughs) Because we know people who are not married who have children.
1: Now I'm going to, I'm going to clarify though. Yeah. I would say you still need to get really clear on the relationship with your creator and yourself before you work on the others. And you can't skip those because some people like, well, I'll deal with the relationship with myself later. Cause I know many people Good who point. actually put the children's needs above their own in, in all circumstances. Yes. And that usually creates, um, eventually a very unhappy life, not as fulfilled as you could be. And you end up being so depleted, you can't even fulfill the other relationships that are below. So I think I'll just put the caveat that one and two stay in place. And then if there's something missing from the next ones, just move them up.
0: Then you can move them up. Right. Which is really good because you can't get away from yourself.
1: Right. (laughs) Because you are part of these relationships. You are 50% of all this.
0: Yeah, except for that one. And then you're 100% of it. (laughs) So a good point, Vicki. And I just had another image come to my mind. We've shared this in our parent trainings before. And that is the image of the safety routine when you're getting on an airplane, Mm -hmm, getting ready to take off. And and in case you've been in a coma for 20 years, they show you how to buckle a (laughs) seatbelt. But also they go into this part about if we lose cabin pressure, these masks will fall from the ceiling, oxygen masks. And they always say,
1: take, if, if you are traveling with someone else, put your own mask on first before you assist another. Right. Every time.
0: They have to remind us of that because our natural inclination, if you're a parent, for example, you'll get this. It's like, oh, I need to take care of my child. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is so noble and benevolent. But the problem is if you're out cold in the aisle, you're in the way. You're part of the problem now. Right. So you, you got to take care of yourself. That gives you the ability to take care of the kids, for example. Okay. So you've got place. your
1: spouse and you've got your kids. What, yes. what what would be considered? Is that as far as our family is going to go? In then, number
0: three. Then we drop four, to right? extended family. And so
1: is that key relationship? Number five That is number five. Okay. Because that's that's, I think, one of the really important things, because there might be even times when people in number five kind of take the place in number three. It's kind of your team that you help help with your family.
0: (laughs) And this is sensitive. Okay, Mm -hmm. I was working with a couple. I still remember them. This is about 10 years ago. Young married couple. They have a couple of kids. And she put her relationship with her sisters above Mm -hmm. her relationship with her kids and her spouse. And I'm not saying she shouldn't love her sisters. They made the list. (laughs) they're number five okay notice i'm not saying they're not important but the problem that we encountered there as she put her sisters above her spouse and her children that marriage did not survive right which ended up in a custody battle which caused all kinds of stress and problems For everybody in those two levels, the spouse and the children level, because the the sisters were elevated to a higher level. You kind of see what I'm saying with that? Yeah. And there's other. So who else is in your extended family? I think for us, we like to think of our children and the people that they marry. Right. In the same category. I
1: do. I think of my daughters, all of my daughters-in-laws as my daughters.
0: And then grandchildren are in fact children. Mm-hmm. they <laughs> my they're, kids. And so we get to keep those in that level. Now you can handle this how you want to, but if you can just look at your key relationships in terms of those priorities. So, so spouse, children, extended family, those are relationships three, four, and five respectively. Now, one other thing about extended family, because sometimes, and we run a risk of this, Vicki, mm-hmm. because we don't have kids at home. Right. All of our kids are adults. They're all grown up. They're out raising their own kids. And it could be tempting to jump in and try to control how they do it, <laughs> which we can't. They I can't. mean, control is an illusion, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important for grandparents, especially, and we're in this stage of life now. So we get to talk about this a little, um, to remember that those key relationships are where they are, but it doesn't be, it's not the same as when your kids are little and we go into this in our parent coaching.
1: Well, we'll think about that though, too, because for each of our children, they have their own key relationships. And so I right. you know yes. I I become the parent I'm the extended family I'm number four now or five actually I yeah. become number five Parents for my child number five even though my children are still number four for me I become number five to my child at that point right and so so just recognize that there's there's respect and um, just honoring the journeys of other people's and that and that relationship
0: this also begs a question. Or, or brings up an issue that I have seen so many times in my clinical career where people put their family, their extended family, into an awkward position of choosing. Mm. Hey, it's them or me, right. right? Now, if you're a parent of an adult child, you would never want to put your child in the position of, hey, it's your spouse or us. Because... Your child better choose you know their who spouse. they should choose. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't put them in that situation.
0: Yeah. We could probably anyway, get into that. Each, in of the, each of these
1: relationships we can get into more of Let's just give you the five. So we've got, well, the okay. first five we've given them, right? Yes. So we've got our creator, ourself, um, the spouse or significant other, then our children and our extended family. Where right. do we go for number six? Because I feel like we've kind of hit all of the important relationships. We got two
0: more. So what's number six? Key relationship number six is other people. So notice we haven't talked about everybody yet. We've just talked about people you're related to. So when we get to relationship number six, here's an interesting thing that happens. When we cross from five into six, we also can start talking about economics. Mm. Because as long as you're creating value for or serving one through five, there is not an economic exchange for that but once you start creating value for other people outside of your family so we're talking about your clients or your customers also people in your community or over at the church or at the school or starving children in africa they all make the list and they're all important but they're not as important to you as your family is and and the economic transaction starts to happen at relationship 6. Right. This is something I cover in my entrepreneurial trainings and when I'm working with sales teams because that's who we're interacting with and it's a real relationship, it's a key relationship
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's governed by principle. So it's those other people. Right. I love uh the, do you remember my sister had a pillow, cross-stitched pillow in her front room? That said, the best things in life are not things.
1: I don't remember that, but yeah.
0: This stuck in my mind because guess what? Key relationship number seven is
1: Mm, this one will surprise people.
0: It's things. Yeah.
1: We have a relationship with things, items, stuff.
0: Yes, we do. And if we don't see it as a relationship, we mishandle it. Right. So this is, where we talk about stewardship. Okay. That is your relationship with things. And it includes money. Notice that you've got a relationship with money
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and how is it?
1: And and I think everybody can, can um, think of a situation either in their own life or in somebody's life that they know that they let their relationship with things, with, with material items, um, Mm -hmm replace a relationship or bump above a relationship right. with a person in their life and, and, and the sorrow and that it caused, I even saw it. I just saw it. Cause as I'm scrolling my phone this morning, I saw a thing that said, our phones have already replaced um, our watch and our computer and our calendar. Don't let it replace the people in your life. And I just thought that was kind of, kind of an interesting thing, but I do think we have to be really careful not to allow um, things. To go higher, our right. relationship, our importance of them to go higher than the people, mm-hmm. the other key relationships. There is still a relationship and it is one you need to foster because many of us right. get very healthy and unhealthy relationship with things in our lives. And so we're right. not saying ignore it. And we're not saying that you have to like check everything out every day. Just be aware that it is a relationship you do want to foster. It. You do want to make it healthy um, as much as you can. And that it, it we don't want it to replace or displace other relationships? I
0: remember, I think it was a religion class that I had back in college. Mm -hmm. And the instructor defined evil as trading people for money, Hmm. which is an interesting conversation, but he's basically saying the same thing. If we allow our relationship with money, if that is more important, or things or property, we've sometimes seen the... uh, there's a documentary on TV called Hoarders, right. a reality show. Um, our relationship with things can completely disrupt the other relationships if we don't keep it in the right order. And so we never want to sacrifice things of greater value.
1: And in saying that, recognize that there, the things can bring great joy. I love, I was listening to a podcast the other day where a lady was just talking about how she loved beautiful things. Things that worked well, things of great detail and a broader, great joy. We're not saying there's anything wrong with that. We're just saying recognize that you have a relationship. Yeah, it's on the list and and have a relationship with it.
0: Be curious. When you were talking earlier about this, Vicki, it it occurred to me that there are times when we use things and primarily money. It's money that gets the rap for this most of the time as the reason why we don't take care of our other six relationships. And would you rather have things or would you rather have a a more rich experience with those other relationships? And I'm not saying it's an either or, because I think when you handle your relationship with things appropriately, and remember, at level six is where economics kicks in, Mm -hmm. six and seven, okay? And if you handle those well, you can have abundant, rich relationships with other people and with things. And it comes in the context of taking care of the, the more fundamental, the higher priority relationships, right. seven key relationships. There you go. Now, I'm going to tease something here because I said earlier when I was having that meeting with our team that we do this through the application of proven principles. Now, principles are natural laws. Okay, mm-hmm. It's not magic. It's not luck. There are principles that govern all seven of these relationships. And there's nine of them that we talk about in our uh, coaching programs. And that's probably another episode that we'll share with you here at Live On Purpose Radio. Um, There are nine principles that are guaranteed to save and enrich your seven key relationships. And as you understand and apply those principles, you will have better outcomes Mm -hmm. for your relationships. I know I'm not sharing with you what those nine principles are, but actually you can go get them if you just go to liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash nine principles. We'll give them to you there. If you want to go grab it, liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash nine principles. We'll share what they are there. Vicki, thank you for joining me for this historic episode of Live on Purpose Radio.
1: It's great to be here.
0: This has been fun. I should have you on more often. (laughs) You guys, you've got what you need to get started on those seven key relationships. I hope you've gained something useful. It's time now for all of us to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.